Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barak la nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altahu sahla wa anta tajlul hazna idha shi'ad sahla Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadatika ya rabbil kareem Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Good evening folks There is always a need Indeed the need is ever present well said, Danish. Maybe the greatest words you ever said in your life, Danish. Shazad Salim. We miss Shazad Salim for so long. We had a great weekend with Shazad Salim. He put me in a great mood. And um, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. All right, folks. So, Jazakumullah Khair for joining us on our uh, not normal day. This might have to happen a few times here and there. It will happen next week. Shazad will confirm with you when... It actually is because I've already forgotten or maybe I think we're gonna confirm on the telegram group actually maybe we're gonna confirm on a telegram group when we're gonna do the lesson because I'm not actually 100% sure it's good to see you Uthman all the folks that I seen before salams at the bottom so many of you walaikum salam to all of you but Usman Aslam we haven't seen for a long time because he's been a ghibana he hasn't gone missing so it's good for him to join us from Scotland. So that's very good news, mashallah. Um, so I can see some folks who have been with me all week. They still have not got over the punishment of being with me all week, Rashida. So uh, well done for hanging in there. Jodri, Muhammad Mudir. Or Mudir, we should say. But Jodri, much better. Anyway, guys, Jazakumullah khair for joining us. And uh, let's see if we can be as disciplined as the lesson that just finished, which is in one hour or whatever, as the uh, plan kind of goes. Right. So let's see. So <coughs> according to what I have here, folks. Yeah. Um, I have. Jazakallah khair, guys. Firstly, Barakallahu Fiq Bilal for getting straight to the translation and Adil Jazakallah khair for the Arabic. Uh, Danish, you know something? I said to Adil, our exact story. Adil was with me all week, and on the sixth day, on the sixth day, we had a warm meal. And I said to Adil, you know what? I was with Danish a month ago, and on the sixth day, we also had a warm meal. Adil, you didn't believe me, did you? When I said to you that the whole week, all we had was cold chicken nuggets that we bought six days ago, just lying on the top there, we're just eating them because there's no time to get food let alone hot food. I'm telling you, man, I said to Adil, honestly, that's what happened when me and Danish were busy and working and preparing stuff, whatever. I don't know whether you believe me or not. Now, Adil, tell me, look, Danish is saying, did you feed him cold chicken all week? That's what I want to say. Bro, the rest of the team, they all ate everything. I didn't get my hot meal until the sixth day. Everybody knows that. Rashida gave me absolutely nothing. Okay? Neither did the rest of them. It is what it is. But Alhamdulillah, just for the rest of you who are thinking what the hell is going on, we did a recording of the detailed uh, thingy Fiqh Salah retreat. And uh, a lot of the gang were there. Uh, and it was just great. MashaAllah. Alright. So, no, no, no time. No time. No time. No time. There was absolutely no time. Zakallah Khair Adil for not doubting us. Alright. So, from what I understand, guys, we finished... The issue of the prostration in the silent prayer. And basically, I think I ended with the idea that, you know, listen, it's not makru to do it, but it's not a good idea. And uh, if people are going to get confused, then you shouldn't do it. That's what I understand. Mesa, I think, because you didn't give me the old usual heads up, so I'm guessing that's where I am. And therefore, I'm starting at the bottom of page 103. So that's where I'm going to do it. Oh. No, I think we didn't even finish that, did we? We finished the tilawa completely? Anyway, let me read that, that Arabic and then we can then do the... Uh, we can then do the rest of it. وَيَلْزَمُ الْمَأْمُومَ مُتَابَعَتُهُ فِي غَيْرِهَا يعني سجد تلاوة of course ويستحب سجود الشكر عند تجدد النعم واندفاع النقم 
And that's what I had in my heart that that was going to uh, do. Might want to more probably we'll do some Q and A then because to start a whole new section. I think that's a big section which is probably best that we start from Medina inshallah next week. The translation then is uh, those praying behind the Imam must follow him in all other prayers. It is, rec it is recommended to off offer the prostration of thankfulness when a new blessing presents itself or harm is averted. If offered during a prayer, it will be invalidated other than for the one who is ignorant or forgetful. Okay. So, all right. Class is pretty confident that we've actually finished the issue of uh, the sujood al-tilawa, which is good. Basically, in summary, the, 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 the follower must follow the imam uh, because we don't believe that to do sajda al-tilawa is makruh. We don't believe that, and therefore the prayer is not invalidated. Therefore, if the imam goes down, it is allowed to make that sajda, and therefore it's obligatory to follow the imam if he goes for sajda, and so he must go down and follow the imam. So we disagree with this point here, okay, that you must follow him in other than that. No, we say you follow him in other than that and this. In, in the, when he says in other than that, that means in other loud prayers. So in the loud prayers, we will follow the imam, and in the silent prayers, we will follow the imam, because it's not a haram action that the imam's done. It might not be the cleverest action, okay? Guys, you know, when it comes to the sajda of tilawa, it's an art. It's an art, okay? To confirm the class position for sujood at tilawa is takbir on the way down, not up, in salah, okay? And um, in salah. Outside of, outside of salah, you know, it's one of um, it's one of discussion and debate. However, we finalized it last week. I think I'm I'm pretty comfortable with that. But um, yeah, what was I going to say? Yeah. So when it comes to the issue of uh, the sujood tilawa in a quiet prayer, you're going to avoid it because you're going to confuse people, just like you would avoid. Uh, ending a surah like a surah alaq iqra bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq in which the ayat of sajda is right at the end and so a number of the scholars they said that a person يعني, it is recommended for them to recite uh, after the sajda so that the sajda and the ruku are not connected now that's not a requirement, there's nothing wrong with that technically that you'd go for sajda and then stand back up and then go Allahu Akbar and then go for ruku' because you finished the surah and the sajda is at the end of the surah and now you finish your raka'ah and you want to go for ruku'. That's allowed. Problem is you confuse the people, right? People are like, you know, what's happening, what's going on? So you've now, you're standing there, you know, you've read your surah and then, you know, got to the end and then... Um, and then you go right down, okay? And then stand up and then you go for ruku. People will be all over the place. It's allowed to do, but I'm saying the Imam's got to be thinking, you know, more than just, oh, I've got to do a sajda for the people. Jazakumullah khidmah is that I appreciate that. If during the prayer, then takbir on the way down and up. Where's our Sarah, man? How is she? What's happening? She's missing for all this long time. Someone give me some good news and tell me that she's okay. We missed her, man. Walaikum salam, Auntie Shakila. I hope you're good. So, if during the prayer, then takbir on the way down and up, and that's the safest position, even though fi qalbi shayi, on the getting up, but okay, that's no problem. And if not during the prayer, then takbir only on the way down. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, so uh, with that being said, let's speak about sajda or sujood al shukr or the sajda of a shukr. Okay? The text Imam al-Hajjawi says that it is yustahab, it is recommended. Recommended meaning it's a sunnah, meaning that there is action from or evidence in the deen that would actually put forward this uh, uh, act of worship. And yustahab, Sheikh Uthameen says that the one who does it, emulating that with the intention of reward, is rewarded for it. Okay? 
However, if he doesn't do it, if he doesn't do it, then he will be, uh, he will not be punished. Either. So if you do the sajda of shukar, it's a recommended act, it's a good act, you get rewarded for it. If you don't do it, it's not the end of the world. You, there's no sin. Okay? Um, so, so let's just speak about this a little bit. So the sujood, the sujood of a shukar, it is about, uh, the, the, the form of the sentence is of course giving the reason of why one is doing it. So the sujood, the prostration for a shukar, out to gratitude. What is shukar? Sheikh Uthameen puts a very nice uh, summary together here. He goes, a shukar fil asli, and in principle shukar is recognizing the uh, blessing that you've got by announcing it, by stating it, believing it in your heart. So it's not just yeah, an empty thank you or a fake thank you, but you really believe it as well. That's the second aspect. And then the third is that you establish or you uh, you um, show thanks, thanks by obedience to the one who gives it by your by your physical ability so in the text says it's by the limbs which basically means that you would do some act of ibadah you would be obedient you would show your loyalty your thanks yani practically all right so there's a verbal there's a whatever that is yeah there's a verbal there's that and then there's a practical three aspects of how you express thanks so you believe in it you state it and then you prove it okay you show it on the outside whether you know depending upon who the person is or what the entity is that 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 that, that helped you or gave you or whatever they did that you are grateful for for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is very straightforward okay it's very straightforward because uh, he is the one who blesses you with the gift, and that's what's that's the, uh, uh, and we can we thank him very easily with worship, right? The physical aspect, I mean, the practical aspect. With others, it might be a bit more uh, difficult how you would do that. It will be, it will differ on a case by case uh, basis. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, um. So you must believe, yani, from the heart that this, yani, blessing is from Allah subhanahu wa taala, and you should be grateful for it. You confirm that with your tongue, because Allah subhanahu wa taala says, "Wa amma bi ni'mati Rabbika fahadith, wa amma bi ni'mati Rabbika fahadith." And as for the blessing and the favor of your Lord, then announce it, yani, you know, show your thanks by 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 stating it, by speaking about it, Surah Duha. And then. And you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with your limbs because you you establish his your obedience of him subhanahu wa ta'ala. So some of the scholars they define shukr as the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The obedience of the one who gifts you. That's what shukr actually is. And this also can be seen in the Quran where the Prophet said in the hadith. The famous uh, hadith in Bukhari, in Allah Amr al Mu'minin bima Amrabihi al Mursaleen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the believers with that which He commanded the messengers because He said, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya ayyuha rusulu, kulu min al tayyibati wa amalu saliha. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O oh, messengers, eat from the good things and do good, do righteous acts. Okay? And He also said, and all you who believe eat from that that good things which we have provided for you the 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 place of the the shahid the the, the, the point of evidence is that when we have given you what we've given you the, the rizq that we've given you which is you should be grateful for show your gratitude with good righteous actions so that's the only the connection between the points okay um and uh, this sujood al-shukr is a very specific form of showing that thanks. So 
this sujood shukar is one way of showing that thanks. You would fast, for example. You would give sadaqa, for example. You would do all acts of worship that because to show your 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 um, gra uh, gratitude, right? So, um, so I hope that makes sense. Okay, and. Um, And this happens when This happens, the sujood al-shukr, this practical form In addition to being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Knowing that it came from Him and thanking Him from your heart And being happy and content with that And by saying Allahu Akbar, Alhamdulillah, Allahumma lak alhamd Alright, all these phrases that is express yani, that gratitude, that's the heart And now we're doing one of many physical uh, applications or expressions of our thanks like I said fasting two raka'ah nafal yani doing an umrah doing a tawaf yani acts that you offer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to show your gratitude yes and uh, reading Quran etc this is one of those versions which is two which is the, the the single prostration of thanks we're gonna speak about that in a second uh, just to answer the questions we'll come to Zafar's in a second Salma says, should we speak about these blessings to others? What about in public? Should we worry about the evil eye? The evil eye, the problem with this attitude is that, of course, it would go against uh, the command for hadith. And for hadith is meant to be a general phrase. And your, your, uh, is it? Is the, is the microphone uh, uh, thingy? I don't think so. It's the right microphone here, definitely. Yeah, definitely the right one. I'll bring it a bit closer, but yeah. Anyway, um, so, so yeah, so uh, the the problem the problem is is that at some level, when we keep, um, uh, you know, we keep thinking that someone's going to put nazar upon us, someone's going to, you know, hate on us, whatever, whatnot. This is not the way that the believers act. Because you might avoid doing something or speaking about something or whatever. But the truth is, is that at some point, people are going to see the Father of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon you. The only way that you cannot attract people's um, being impressed or being jealous even if they're evil like that or whatever and they wish harm for you and they're not happy to see the the, the father of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon you is if you completely divorce yourself from society what i want to say is that islam does not believe in this concept you know this idea of um you know this idea that you basically cut yourself off from the entirety of society allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept that as a position right that this deen doesn't have that as a position I don't know if that kind of makes sense what I'm saying, but it is important that you, yeah, and you appreciate that. Okay, it it really is, um, and so we do speak about it. We do. We don't, you know, hide. Um, at what you know, always worried, always obsessed. Something happens. Something happens. Is their problem, right? And we we make sure that that you know, and as Maryam said very nicely, right? It is a lack of tawakkul. All right, and. It is there, Muslims have to be educated as opposed to us and they try to disappear into the ground. So we should be grateful. We should yeah, and show that gratitude. Alright? So that's a good question. So this happens when there is a new uh, thing to be grateful for. Zafar asked the question, you know, should we do this? Uh, should we do the uh, sajda of a shukar every time you score a goal? Obviously for Zafar, you would because he's never scored a goal in his life. So, you know, someone obviously can't play football and then he scores a goal. This is this is miraculous. This is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He should do sajda shukar and maybe give 500 pounds in charity because this is mashallah tabarak rahman Like, you know. So, um, but for normal footballers, that would be ridiculous. Okay, and that's why uh, Muhammad Salah, Mausala, okay, for Liverpool, it's 100% uh, 
يعني دي I have absolutely no doubt and I said about this years ago and I I I I spoke about it um that his application of of the sajda of shukr is wrong especially him like especially him because you know maybe like you know a medium quality uh, uh or poor quality striker <laughs> like a hurricane for example hurricane's a striker the guy literally scored against liverpool his uh um uh, the other day the second goal of the season right he's a striker he's been to score 30 20 30 goals a season half the season nearly gone and he scored one goal two goals that's the guy who does a sajda of a shukar yeah and this is the whole uh, on a, i'm being serious you know jokes aside zafar yani miskin but but uh, uh, jokes aside the idea has got to be that you cannot and should not be doing sajda for normative actions that's muhammad salah's normative action his his job is to score goals and he does it regularly and you don't do it for regularities all right or normality the idea has got to be that something new happens because otherwise if it's for blessings right if it's for blessings well done for that that's a nice one there mashallah um the what about our breathing what about our sight what about our health these are much bigger blessings than some of the minor ones that we 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 do otherwise we would be uh uh think sumera i'm gonna get a sajda of shukra of you today okay just for that alhamdulillah i hope that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts it from me that i'm going to force sumera to do sajda shukra today now it's upon me now and she'll be grateful and happy to do that i know that she would be happy to do that so we're gonna make her we're gonna make her happy and we're going to get all the reward you watch right so it's important what i'm what i'm saying i hope that it makes sense right this is not for continuous blessings the sajda of shukr is not for continuous blessings now someone might argue and say well you know it's not uh really uh, uh a continuous blessing he doesn't do it every day well it's his job he doesn't do it every day because he doesn't work every day okay so i hope that that you know makes Makes sense what I'm trying to say. Let me now read what Sheikh Uthameen uh, uh, says. And this practice of like, you know, lots of sajda shukr is not the sunnah. The sajda of a shukr is a rare, uh, a rare occurrence, new blessing. Gotta have some kind of uniqueness and rarity around it. All right. This is not narrated from the Prophet to be done regularly. You can count on one hand how many times the Prophet I'd actually put two, three fingers up. Actually, how many times that he's done a sajda a shukr? He's the example. The prophets are the example. We only see one in the Quran of a sajda a shukr, okay? Uh, and that's of course Dawood alayhi salam um, uh, in uh, in uh, in uh, in thingy in uh, in Surah Sad, right? And of course, it loses its impact. It loses its meaning. Actually, its impact is meant to make you grateful. But, and that's why when you and I, I don't want to turn this into a Mosala hating session because everybody loves Mosala, uh, you know, not least myself. But you see, it's just straight down, straight up. You know what I'm saying? Like you look at the way the footballers do it, and you, uh, one on one level, you 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 uh, you you know you're you're happy because this how much dawah does he do as a result of it, and so on. Yeah. If he, if what he should do is to just break it down, and you know the big games, the important goals, something which is unique. So we're saying, yani, what defines rarity? All the time, these things are defined by culture and custom. It's very, very obvious for anybody who has, yani, any kind of understanding. Like the people will know. Everybody, whatever, most people know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, if you don't understand football, then yeah, you know, you're not gonna understand what I'm saying. So I put this to you, guys, right? Or even some of the girls who watch football. Do you understand the example I'm giving about Muhammad Salah? That he might only do the, the Champions League final. He might do the, the big Yang Derby game to win uh, and go clear, etc. Versus every game. Do you understand that? Do you see rarity versus continuous blessings? Like, are you able to make that uh, uh, that um, uh, 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 differentiation? This is a people-led one. All right, and it's very clear. Now let me read the um, what Sheikh Uthameen says, and then hopefully it will become 
uh, clearer. Okay, you see, Muhammad Yusuf. Um, you see, this is interesting. The Pakistani batsman, right? The reason, and that's why it is something which is case by case, right? It is case by case because we're talking about Pakistani uh, batsman. Overhead kick goal in the World Cup final, Zafar is not a Sajid Shukar. That's the only 10 Sajid Shukar. Now you're going too far, all right? That's something else. Like the Pakistani batsman is a really good example, all right? You're looking, um, you're looking at the uh, 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 a different sport that has a different context. Now, it's far more acceptable for them to do that because nobody or very few people are able to hit a century. Nobody does a sajda of shukr, for example, for hitting a 50, a half century. But if they hit a hundred, they will do it. And a hundred is not hit every game. It's not something which is easy. They might, you know, they might hit a hundred every you know couple of months right or every month unlike every week unlike you know so there is a difference getting five wickets for example and then making sajda i can get that that's difficult to do that it's rare in the game to do that okay you wouldn't leave the sajda of a shukar as a professional sportsman a professional cricketer to getting 10 wickets because that's only done five times in history, for example. Yeah, you know I'm trying to say. So I think it is clear, from life to whatever. To, so, for example, where where the reason we're doing it today, uh, the reason that we're doing this today, uh, the dars today is because uh, Alhamdulillah we're leaving for Umrah uh, tomorrow, and our group, okay, our group that is leaving, quite a few of them are, are LP students, right? Quite a few of them. And um, and we're together on a group, and uh, it's been and it, of course it is, and it is stressful waiting for the negative PCR result to be able to board the plane the next day. And we've said clearly, this is an Allahu Akbar moment. As soon as the results come in, and we share the results as everybody comes in, Allahu Akbar. I post my unique dancing little gif, yani a little bit of Bangra, yani mashaAllah. And big smiles and a sajda of a shukr. I asked everybody that this is something unique. And it's so yani it's only a PCR test result. But it's a PCR test result that allows them to go to Umrah, which there's so much yani stress over, and the level of relief that everybody has that they can board the plane is something entirely unique. It is rare and it's incredibly uh, relieving to hear. And so we've been doing the sajda of a shukr each time that we ourselves have been getting the negative thing which confirms that we're we're going so that's all of us in the group doing that right so now let's just see what sheikh says he says this is of course only with a new blessing avoiding the continuous blessings because if we were to say continuous blessings and we were saying you have to do that all the time then he would all be he would be in sajda all the time because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran in Surah Ibrahim verse 34 And if you were to try to enumerate the blessings of Allah, you would not be able to do so. You would not be able to count them. And the continuous blessings are, are always going with, with mankind. For example, the ability to hear and, and the ability to see and the ability to speak and healthy bodies and all of these uh, multiple blessings that we have. Um... And breathing, for example, is such a blessing. And there's so many others that, that are like that, right? But the sunnah has not narrated the sajda of a shukr for breathing. And is there any greater blessing than breathing? However, if someone was suffering from COVID or pneumonia and lost the ability to be able to breathe, and they then they go onto ventilators and oxygen, and they spend you know a couple of months on antibiotics, and they really, really struggle, really hurts, and then they become cure and they start breathing clean again. This is a reason for sajda of a shukar. This is a, a renewal of an existing blessing, but that they felt that had gone. They had lost yani, the blessing and, and, and so on. So so this is, yani, he would be correct, Sheikh Uthameen says, that after having difficulty, now he's able to breathe again proper and enjoy that. Then this is something that he would do. So Sheikh gives some examples. He says a person who, for example, 
uh, 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 successful in the exam and he was really worried that he wouldn't get the result. So this is something that he can make sajda of shukr for. And if a person hears that the, the victory of the Muslims in some kind of matter in any part of the world, this is a uh, this is a new blessing that someone should do sajda for. And he goes that someone gets the good news that he has been blessed with a uh, child, then this is a new sajda and he gives shukr for. These are three excellent examples. All right. Frankly, all of them you can see is something new. That's not done. So it's rarity and whatever is human led, cultural led as is the majority of the principles in our religion. The confidence of allowing the community to be able to police itself. All right. Um, in principles, right? After establishing, of course, the rules very clearly as Islam does. The second reason that the sajda of a shukr is offered is when harm is averted, when difar and niqam. All right. And that also needs not theoretical averting because all the time there is um, there's always the potential of disaster. There's a potential that my house could collapse on me right now. So I should now make such the shukr that it didn't. This is incorrect. So that goes, there must be a difference between subjectively. There is a subjective difference. I've just told you there right now. All right, Shazad, you're sitting right now there in your house watching this and your roof could collapse, but it doesn't. Okay. So why are you not doing a sajda wa shukr? Because this is a continuous averting of haram uh, of harm. That is the subject. That is the subjective or even objective you can call it measurement of what happens. However, if the reason for something to occur occurs and harm is averted, this is then the example of sajda a shukr. So, for example, there's a tornado that goes around a hurricane, massive storm, 100 miles an hour, starts battering houses left, right and center, down the next city is taking a roof off, a, a person's shed collapses, this goes wrong, whatever, whatnot, and we're stressed that night. Everybody's stressed, they go out, they tie things down, you know, and then it goes past and the windows are rattled and nothing happens, sajda of shukr, because a storm doesn't come every week, and certainly not one that threatens the structure of your house, and so therefore you make a sajda of shukr. Sheikh Uthameen now gives a number of examples. All right. I don't know, maybe I'm being kind of uh, blase here, but I, this is so clear to me, right? And I thought that it'd be so clear to the majority of people. Sheikh says, for example, so what you wouldn't do is, for example, that you go out and you don't have a you don't have an accident. Okay, well, that's every second you don't having an accident. It's not what he makes such a shukr for. Sheikh goes, but there's another person who, uh, um, that he is in a car crash, right? And um, he is in a car crash, but he gets out, yeah, and completely unharmed. Okay, this is a result of sajda, not that he's not harmed and there's no car crash. There is a car crash and he is not harmed. This is, yani niqma wujda sababuha wa huwa inqalab wa huwa inqalab, lakinnahu salim. This is a situation in which the, 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 the reason for a problem was there and it happened, but he was protected. He was saved from great harm or great yani, catastrophe. This is why they make the uh, sajda. Another example, the house goes on fire, but he was able to get to it and put it out. So this is obviously saving the house and saving himself makes a sajda. Another, per another time, person falls into a well, but instead of breaking his legs and whatever, he doesn't get her unable to get out. This is a reason for sajda of shukr. All right. So the whole point behind this is that the sabab, the reasoning of that should occur, and then they don't get affected by that. They get protected as a result of that, and then they make a sajda. Not continuously being protected from something just like a continuous blessings that happen i think that's so clear okay what's the evidence for the the sajda of um a shukar trying to think of the main one of the prophet sallallahu Why is it that I can't think of the one of the one of the Prophet Anyway, it, uh, 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 Sheikh Uthameen 
he um, he uh, says that the the, the uh, 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 Sheikh Uthameen says that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam if he was to receive a uh, some news or something or good news that made him happy he would make sajda out of gratitude to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala I just can't think I just can't think of uh, the, the, the reason the most famous the most famous one the most famous one which I think everybody knows about, but if you don't, then I'll tell you, is the Sajda of Shukr of Ali radiallahu an, where, um, so, Sheikh Uthameen, so let me, I'll go through this, and I'll, I'll come to some of these, absolutely Zuhaira, for example, at the moment, right, in the in the flooding, and hugely affecting everybody, you, you get averted from that, the Sajda is done. And actually, Danish, it's lack of, happening in the sunnah indicates that it is meant to be something rare okay um so yeah so uh, sheikh uthameen gives a little kind of summary he goes ali ibn abi talib radiyallahu anhu when he was fighting the khawarij it was said to him that amongst the dead is uh, uh now dhustudayya here as obviously because of the Arabic Thuthudayya um, Sheikh Uthameen says that the Prophet ﷺ said that they would that he would be from the Khawarij and so Ali radiallahu an made sajda of a shukar because uh, because of the fact that because that Thuthudayya uh, is um, there in amongst the dead that means that Ali radiallahu an was correct in what he did and therefore he was in the right and Thuthudayya was on the falsehood and so he made sajda to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of gratitude. Let me just speak about this. Okay. So I want you to remember that the Prophet when he was doing the distribution in Bukhari um, of, of various uh, goods and so on Dhul Khwaisira came this man came to the Prophet ﷺ and he said to the Prophet ﷺ, be fair. He blamed or he accused the Prophet ﷺ of corruption and being fraudulent and not, yani, you know. And the Prophet ﷺ became angry at this and he says, if I'm not going to be fair, who's going to be fair? If I'm not going to be just, who's going to be just? And then, you know, angry and this man went off and caused a scene and the Prophet ﷺ then gave that, you know, uh, famous kind of warning. Everybody was up to trying to kill him. Omar said, let me just, you know, chop his head off. How dare he say something like that? This is Dhul Khwaisar al-Tamimi. He was from the tribe of Tamim. He's the founder of the Khawarij. He was the Asal Yani guy of the Khawarij. These people who obviously caused so much damage in Islam. The Prophet ﷺ said, no, no, leave him, chill. Just let him go. This person, Yani from his people, uh, these people are going to come out. They're going to make your prayer look like there's no prayer. They're going to make your recitation like no recitation. And they're going to come out of Islam just like Yani the way that the arrow goes straight through the flesh you know, it's going to be in and out so their deen is going to be so kind of you know so yeah you know basically they do recite the quran etc but it doesn't go beyond their collarbones the famous hadith on um on the on the khawarij and then of course he said that you know if i'm there when they come there are a number of versions of this hadith and i will kill them but in the key hadith he said that um that their main sign, like obviously at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, they were not able to be a group or do anything. They had no impact. They just, the founders were there. But the Prophet ﷺ is warning the companions that they were going to come forth and they're going to cause a huge fitna. Of course, yani killing Uthman, uh, uh, assassinating Uthman, assassinating so many, yani causing such instability, making takfir of the Muslims, etc., etc. Ali radiallahu anhu, of course, went to war against them. The Prophet ﷺ said that their sign of their arrival and their fitna, other than of course the fitna that they will cause, is that amongst them there will be a very, very, uh, very dark man, very black, the Prophet ﷺ said. And he will have a couple of, uh, uh, if I remember correctly, he will have a couple of key uh, 
sifat. He will be very uh, dirty smelling. He'll be very dirty, right? And he will have like a um, the way the way the reason he's called Zul Sudaya is because he, he uh, it is the, the it is the the the, the of thadi yani meaning that it's like a, a breast meaning that his arm is fat and fleshy and wobbly he doesn't have a lower arm it's just got a stump kind of just like a stump imagine like a stump right so the prophet sallallahu said that this man will be amongst them that's going to be their uh, sign and the hadith in Bukhari, uh, Sheikh Uthameen gives reference to this hadith, 3610. Okay. You see, if you look at the chapter, yani the, the, basically the, the prophecies, right? And the signs of the prophethood that we saw. This is obviously a prophecy. When Ali radiallahu anh, when, radiallahu anh, went to war, there was obviously, you know, a big, uh, big war, well, big fight, and a number of them were killed. And uh, Ali radiallahu anh, he sent the Sahaba at that time. He said, "Look through the dead. I need to know if he's there. I've made the judgment call that these are the Khawarij, these are Muslim people who are claiming to be Muslim, and I had to make a judgment call. And that ishtihad was that these are the Khawarij and that they must be fought and killed, not some merciful ransom, you know, imprisonment. They had to be killed, like the Prophet ﷺ commanded. But he wasn't sure, right? And so then they found Zusudayya." Uh, and he was there, and he was exactly as the Prophet ﷺ described, the smell, the color, the, 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 the main thing, the arm. And Ali radiallahu was so happy. So he made sajda, sajda of a shukar, and all the companions all made sajda shukar because the prophecy came true, because Ali radiallahu made the right decision. He was upon the haq, that the, the khwarij had been killed, the fitna had been averted, etc, etc, etc. By the way, just so that it's clear, the sajda of a shukar of Ali radiallahu is not in Bukhari. That is in, and I hope, yeah, even Sheikh Uthameen makes that clear. That's good. Or the Muhaqqiq actually, sorry, he makes it clear in fairness. And that is that the Sajda wa Shukr is narrated in the books of Sunan. I remember it was not, it's not actually in uh, the Sahih, but it is authentically narrated in the Sunan. And the reference to that the Muhaqqiq the, of this text has given is that it's narrated in the Musannaf of Ibn Abi Shayba in the, um, uh, 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 the volume uh, 2 hadith number or narration number 483 all right so that's something which uh, uh, is an example right something rare something huge something amazing something important okay so with that being said um, and then uh, Sheikh Uthameen says also Ka'ab ibn Malik radiallahu ta'ala anhu you know who stayed behind yani, from the jihad and then you know uh, was obviously in big trouble for that and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted his tawbah and recited and revealed the Quran and when they told him the good news that Allah had forgiven him then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then, uh, then he made sajda of shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so this is what's narrated in the sunnah but still I cannot remember uh, the sajda of a shukr did someone find the hadith yani, to save me a thingy Narrated in the Musnad, okay. So, when news reached him that his troops had prevailed over their enemy, he got up and fell in prostration. Yeah, but I, I, I want to know which one. I want to know which battle. I can't remember which battle. Um, and it's Abdul Rahman ibn Awf who said, I went down to a place where the Sadaqah was kept, then he faced the Qibla and fell in prostration for a long time. Then he raised his hand and said, Jibreel came to him with good news. He said, Allah says to you, whoever sends blessings on you, I'll send blessings on him. And whoever sends greeting of peace to you, I'll send greeting of peace to him. So I prostrated in thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I just need to know that battle because I can't remember for the life of me. I don't want to just go with Google and Googling, but um, I just can't remember. Anyway, the point is from the Prophet, it was exceedingly rare. Okay. Um, so that being said, and of course, Dawood alayhi salam in Surah Sa'd, verse 24, Okay, and he, you know, once he realized that he had been tested, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't punish him as, as a result of that test, sent the angels to him, recognized that Allah is yani, watching him, looking out for him. He was very grateful, and 
he fell in prostration raki'an wa anab yani fell in prostration out of penitence as well yani wanting to come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that's enough evidence of course the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam ali radiyallahu anhu dawud as a prophet in the quran yani it's something which is great um but rare but whole point rare it's not something which is done all the time the rest is your judgment call you will not be yani first of all it's not obligatory so you will not be held accountable for your judgment call and just make a good call on it all right um sheikh says um that the author did not indicate uh, how the person should make the the sajda of shukr however the books of fiqh and of and commentary have you know uh, gone into details and they basically state that the sujood of a shukr is the same as sujood of at-tilawa the, the sajda of prostration for recitation of those ayat in the quran that we covered the 15 that we covered and so based upon this based upon this then the she the, the, the author is is expecting and wanting the sajda of a shukr to be done like the hanabila expect the sajda of tilawa to be done to have wudu to uh, uh, to make a, a, a takbir when you prostrate and that you sit down and to give the uh, you sit afterwards no tashahud and you give a salam etc uh, 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 basically treating it like a prayer and you know our position Sheikh Uthameen says but as for the more correct position that they would only make takbir when you go down. You only make takbir as you go down and you don't yani, make takbir when you raise your head and there's no giving salams or anything like that. Uh, and this is of course and this is of course taking into account that even this takbir going down, there is something to be said about that, meaning it's questionable. Like I said to you before, myself I'm not a massive fan of the idea, however, because the hadith is weak. The hadith narrated by Imam Abu Dawood on the matter, we covered it last week or week before, it's not the strongest of hadith that the Prophet ﷺ would make takbir uh, when uh, going down. But that narration does say, say that. Some people did accept that hadith. This is of course outside of salah. This is outside of salah. It's very, very important to understand that, right? This is not done in the prayer. This is done outside the prayer. So the rules of that he would make takbir every time that he would go up and down is something which is unique for salah. And in Salah, there's no such as shukr, there's only such of tilawa. For that reason, brothers and sisters, and we'll come to the questions in a minute. For that reason, the uh, prayer, as the author says, is invalidated by someone who does it in prayer. The prayer is invalidated for someone who does it in prayer. Because what he's done, he's increased actions of, uh, of the prayer that are not meant to be done in the prayer. And he's done that intentionally. So the prayer would be invalidated. The only people that would not fall under this invalidation of their prayer and the sin of doing that and the invalidating of the prayer are two people. Someone who doesn't know, didn't know the ruling. He didn't know what I just told you, that the prayer is invalidated if you make sajjah to shukr. If you don't know that, then you don't know that. Or someone who didn't know that but forgot. Someone who did know that but forgot. Forgot that he was in the prayer or forgot that this is sajjah to shukr. He thought he was doing something else etc etc basically absent-mindedness let me now continue sheikh says for example so in in summary sheikh says man sajada sajdata shukri aliman bil hukmi dhakiran lahu fa inna salatuhu tabtul yani whoever makes a prostration out of thankfulness knowing the ruling and aware of what he's doing then the prayer is invalidated for example a person is praying and whilst he's praying, he hears the news that the Muslims have won the battle. Okay? So he goes into prostration out of thankfulness. He's so happy. We will say to this person, if you knew that to do sajda of shukr in salah invalidates the prayer, your prayer is invalidated because you have intentionally increased on something from the genus of the prayer. If you didn't know that, okay, then your prayer is sahih. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your prayer is valid. You're okay. You're safe this time, not in the next time, but this time you're okay. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the believers say, رَبَّنَا لَا تُؤَاخِذْنَا إِنْ نَسِينَا أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا Oh Allah, don't hold us to account for that which we have forgotten and that which we uh, have done mistakenly, meaning we didn't know about it. Surah Al-Baqarah verse 286. And of course, 
in the hadith we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says okay meaning Allah agreed to this dua of the believers meaning that Allah has given a concession to people who forget or have or who are ignorant of a ruling yeah Sheikh says that uh, someone he and someone gets some really good news and he uh, and he and he is praying but he doesn't think and he just goes into sajda not even aware okay uh, not knowing that it's not allowed to make sajda shukr or he forgets that he's praying or forgets that he doesn't or he forgets the ruling on it as well any form of the forgetfulness basically completely unaware then uh, the prayer is not invalidated because he forgot he is nasi he's jahil he's nasi jahil we didn't know the ruling nasi meaning he forgot nisyan all right um and the reason same same ayah is the uh, uh uh evidence for that okay but if he's aware of it and he's aware to it meaning he knows the ruling and he's aware of what he's doing then of course the prayer is invalidated um all right Sheikh Uthameen says that what the author has said is correct. I agree with, the, with what the author has said. The humbly position is right. Okay. Oh, sugar. Uh, guys, the um, I don't have the charger. I don't have the charger, but can you still hear me? I don't have the charger, but can you still hear me? That's what I want to know. Because there's only a few... Uh, there's only a few minutes left and I can continue just with the audio. Just confirm to me that you can hear me. Once you confirm that yes, continue, then I'm going to continue with the... Uh, okay, good. All right, I'll continue for the next seven minutes. Now you're going to realize what it's like uh, uh, on the, the podcast, yeah? Masakin who have to listen to this. Now you know what life is going to be. All right, so... Uh, with that being said, with that being said, uh, Sheikh uh, Uthameen, he says, uh, we do need to ask ourselves about the situation of um, the sajda of Sa'd. Now we said that in the 15th, in the Dura 14 ayat of sajda, some people didn't include the sajda of Sa'd, whereas in our class position we said, yeah, 15 is, is, that the 15th sajda is the sajda of uh, uh, Sa'd. And the fuqaha, right, a number of the fuqaha, may Allah have mercy upon them, they said that the sajda of Sa'd is the sajda of shukr, which it is. Okay? And because Dawud salam, yani he made the sajda of shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It wasn't a command, you know, like the rest of them. You know, to, 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 to express their worship, to express their loyalty. This was actually done out of Thanks, right? So, Sheikh Uthameen says, well, accordingly, if that's the case, if the majority of the fuqaha considered the, 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 this sajda a sajda of shukr, then according to this statement, then if people then make sajda, all right, okay, then they've invalidated their prayer because this is a sajda of shukr. If we take the position of the scholars that they said that this is a sajda of shukr, then accordingly this would therefore be a sajda that would be that would invalidate the prayer. However, Sheikh says that however the correct position in this issue, is that the sajda, the prostration that you do in Surah Sa'd verse 24, is actually a sajda of tilawa. Because the reason that we do sajda of tilawa. The reason, sorry, the reason that we do the sajda is because we have recited this ayah, not because of giving thanks. We recite, we make sajda because it's the sajda of tilawa. All right. Um, it's not because of any blessing that we have received, or it's not because of any harm that has been uh, averted from me. Okay. Um, so the 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 reason for the sajda is my recitation of this ayah and that therefore makes it a sajda of tilawa this is the strongest position in this mas'ala and that is what we're going to choose and that ladies and gentlemen is the end of the dars mashallah rahman i hope that makes sense and i hope that yeah i need that sumaira does not let us down and that we get the reward for the sajda of uh of her shukr
Right, let's answer let's answer some questions. Guys, if you didn't uh, if I didn't answer your question, put it up the top. I'm going to start with which question? Uh, okay, I'm going to ask with so, uh, 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 I'm going to do Saqibs and then Sumeras. What is the time frame which the Sajjah Shukr should be done? Can I do one now for something that happened yesterday or last week? There's no evidence that there's a time frame, so you can do that. This is not something which is um, uh, 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 time restricted, but Allah knows best. Obviously, you've got to try and keep it generally to the time, right? You don't want to make it too kind of disjointed or disconnected. The sajda of Abu Bakr radiallahu an is well narrated, but I'm not too sure about the authenticity of that when uh, Musaylim al-Kadhab was, was killed. But I think it's authentic enough, inshallah. But it's not one of the more authentic ones, as far as I know. Sumaira says, it's interesting because we are encouraged to act on gratitude. But sajda al-shukr is to be done as a rarity. We're saying, alhamdulillah, reciting Quran, praying, or all acts of gratitude to do as much as possible. That's a very good point. For example, when Aisha radiallahu anha asked the Prophet why he prayed at length when he was forgiven, he said, should I not be a grateful slave? Very well said. Very well said. And that just goes to show that it is not yani, a common act as such. Do we also not give salam after sujood tilawa? No, Maryam. If you review yes, last week's lesson, then you'll see that we covered that. There is no salam after tilawa. In the humble school, there is. Um, can you pray two raka'ah for shukar or should it be just sajda of a shukar? Um, to pray two raka'ah out of gratefulness is something which is, um, how can I say? It is good. It is good to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but we won't say this is like a specific sunnah. Right? We know that the Prophet ﷺ would pray, but we don't necessarily have evidence that he would pray two raka'ah out of thankfulness formally because of something happened. So normally, even, even actually yani a certain amount of sadaqah to a certain cause, but just yani, out of thankfulness to Allah in general. You know, you, you gotta you do the act, but you keep it general. So that the prayer is can be done, but it's done generally. You don't like, you know, make it this is the only reason that I'm offering the prayer. And there's a reason for that. Because we we, we you see Sumera made the point earlier on, you know, that it's so common to be thankful. My point is is that these acts of worship need to remain common. We need to be praying extra rakat regularly. Yeah, I mean, what, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, like Sheikh Uthameen was making a point that sajda shukr is not going to be done for continuous blessings because then that would be us in sajda all the time. However, praying units is done always for the blessings and giving sadaqah always is done for the blessings. But the sajda shukr is not. It's like sajda of a shukr is like the daddy. It's like for the big, big things. That makes more, I hope that makes sense, right? If that makes sense to you, then then let me know. It's reserved for the big things. Whereas the prayer, that doesn't make it any better. Don't make the mistake to think that Sajda Shukr is the highest form of worship. No, it's just another way of thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's pulled out in the rare scenarios. That's all. The prayer, of course, is better. The sadaqah is, of course, better because it's something which is in text, something which is emphasized, something which is regular, something which the Prophet speaks so much about, something which he spends so much time doing. We're just showing another form. And the reason we spend some time on it is because in the, according to the masses, it is something very, very common. Or, you know, and we need to educate them on that. that is, that's not the case. Yeah? Um, so, yeah. There's no jalsa to listiraha. Okay? Anhar, yeah, there's no rivers. There's no jalsa to listiraha. And there is no salams. Okay? With the sajda of a shukr. In the wording in sujood ash-shukr, after all the regular wording, is it good to add words to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the specific blessing you are doing sajda for? Yeah, it's okay. As long as there is no yeah, any insistence on specific kind of wordings or whatever. Wow, man. Simon is saying she can't see or hear anything. Normally, when a video goes, one's ears become more attuned to the audio and the audio gets better. Can you pray to Raka? I've already answered that. I've answered that. If shukr is obedience, is a sinful Muslim by definition ungrateful? Absolutely. Because, of course, ingratitude is kufr, right? They are closer to uh, uh, in, uh, kufr. They're not kafir, but they are getting closer to kufr. What is the class position regarding the fourth sunnah of Asr and the fourth sunnah of Isha preceding the Fard prayer? Is there any hadith regarding these? The hadith are general, Yusuf, um, and the class position is that these are not from the sunnah prayers, 
but they are from the mutlaq prayers and upon which the evidences for them are not very strong. So they cannot be considered emphasized prayers. But then none of the scholars consider them to be emphasized prayers. As you know, in the Hanafi school, they're called غير مؤكد, not, not emphasized. And so, um, yeah, but they're not going to be uh, uh, practiced as such. Yeah, and he, as uh, believing that they are a strong sunnah. Okay, folks? And if it was an extreme, extreme rare scenario, would it be okay to top the sajda shukr with salat shukr? There is no salat shukr. I want you to know that the salat is to be done all the time. The sadaqah is to be given all the time. It's the sajda of a shukr, which is the rare one. Now, I also know, and I, I don't want to mix up and say that the prayer is done all, all, all the time and the sadaqah is given all, all the time. I just want you to know that like the sadaqah and so on is a more normative kind of action. That and the prayer is like a normative action because it exists without um, something new happening as well. Does that make sense? Whereas the sajda of a shukar is never done if there's nothing new done. Does that make sense what I just said? Can people confirm if that makes sense? Like the salah is to be done to show يعني, you know, your obedience and is done يعني, out of obligation and is done out of sunnah and is done out of gratitude in general. And so is the sadaqah. Okay. And even though when something new happens, then you would increase on it or do a bit more, but it's, it's there normally. Whereas the Sajjid al-Shukr is something which is unique and not done outside. It is yeah, and it done only for the uh, 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 kind of, you know, the big kind of items, not making it any better, just something different. And if someone promises, last question here now, guys, if someone promises X number of Salah in Shukr for something to happen, is this allowed? Uh, it is allowed that I will pray, okay? Uh, but this is, a, this is a vow, okay? This is a vow, and they have to fulfill that vow, okay? And if not, then they have to then pay the expiation for that by, by fasting and, or, and the normal rules of the breaking of the vow. All right, guys, barakallahu feek, wajazakumullah khair. And I appreciate your uh, staying tuned and being, you know, on the old uh, thingy. Rashid, I'm glad that that makes sense, considering that you said that nothing I've ever said or taught ever makes sense until this class first time. Can you believe this girl? Yeah, that's what she said. Never ever anything you ever said in your life ever made sense to me except this first time that I sat in a class in the fiqh salah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive Rashid. Allahumma ameen. Ameen. Only three sweets she gave me in the whole week. We'll be thinking of you and making dua for you for your return inshallah next year for Aqsa and Hajj inshallah. And Barakallahu feekum adil. everybody. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make the trip a successful one in his obedience. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts it from everybody and allows everyone to get an opportunity to go soon. We're still planning for March, inshallah. Just waiting for the cheapest deal possible. Things are looking good. There could be five, six, seven hundred quid off the kind of December price outside of the holidays, all that kind of thing. Uh, Sumaira, what for? Salma, what for? You know, I don't take uh, dua lightly. All right. This is yani, lazy. This is Dua Miyad behavior. And you know I detest Dua Miyad behavior. Alright. Take care guys. Barakallahu feek. Wajazakumullah khair. I am out of here. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Shadu an la ilaha ila anta wa astaghfiruka. Allahumma wa atubu ilayk. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.